Shabbat Shalom. Ever since October 7th, I've been living in an anxiety-driven, doom-filled stupor. I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I check my news apps. I check my news apps obsessively, compulsively throughout the day. Anytime there's a pause, I'm instantly on my phone looking to see what's happened, terrified that something might have happened that will rock my world the way those horrible attacks did. At night, I, I go deeper. I doom scroll. At night, I search out any article I haven't yet read. I look for testimonies, narratives. I scroll through Facebook. I look for stories. At night, I give myself permission to feel the pain. We sleep train the baby, finally. Thank goodness he mostly sleeps through the night now. But I'm still waking up every couple of hours just to check, to make sure the world's still mostly the same. Every morning, Solomon and I have the same conversation. He says, it's not good for you to marinate in all of this. And every morning I say to him, but I have to know. I have to know what's going on. If I don't read my news apps compulsively, how will I know? Things like that in Oakland, California, they're staging a teach-in where they have curriculum where they're teaching kindergartners that I is for Antifada, where they're reading a book that reads, I is for Antifada, Antifada is Arabic, for rising up for what is right, if you are a kid or a grown-up. If I don't read the paper, how would I know that 93 lawmakers refuse to acknowledge that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism? How would I know the extent of moral bankruptcy that undermines our most elite educational institutions. If I don't read the paper compulsively, if I'm not on social media compulsively, how will I talk to young adults? Young adults who reach out to me with emails like one I received this week in which a young adult wrote, I'm decidedly pro-Palestine, not sure how I feel about Israel. Don't know if I should come to Yisod programs or not. I have to know. And so then every morning Solomon says to me, if you're not worried about you, you should at least be thinking about Eder. He reminds me that the more you stress, the more awake you stay, the more you read, the more elevated cortisol levels rise, the more the stress hormones rise in your body, and by the way, that gets into the milk. You're basically feeding him all of your pain and worry that you feel about the world. To which I say, to be a Jew is to feel the pain of the world. I'm just teaching him early. <laughs> but then my body started to vote. All of a sudden, my milk supply dropped precipitously. And then I, I had to acknowledge that there was a relationship between how many hours I spent reading at night and how my pumping went the next day. The more I read, the more I doom-scrolled, the less milk my body was capable of producing, and then I faced a stark choice. 
I could either continue obsessing about the news, worrying, panicking constantly, or I could feed my child. That's when I realized there are really three fronts to this war. There's the war that's happening in Gaza to destroy Hamas and its capability for terror. There's the war that's unfolding on the global stage to root out anti-Semitism. And there's the war that every single one of us is battling in our hearts to make sure that Hamas cannot sabotage our mental and physical well-being. We've all given a lot of thought and a lot of worry to those first two wars. We have to. The stakes are so high. If we don't win against Hamas in Gaza, it will not be safe for Jews to live in the south of Israel. It compromises our safety maybe in all of Israel, God forbid. If we don't win the war against global anti-Semitism, it will be unsafe for Jews to live anywhere. That is untenable. But if we do not win the war in our hearts, if this season causes us so much stress that our stress hormones go through the roof and we age prematurely, we cannot allow Hamas that victory either. We cannot allow Hamas to steal years of health and vitality from Jews worldwide. We cannot allow Hamas to put us so much on edge that we cannot be present for the people we love most, that we cannot be present for our own creative pursuits, for our loves, for our joys. And so we must stand up and we must fight. The truth is, we can't change what happened on October 7th. And there's only a little bit that we can do to help the war effort in Gaza. We have limited capacity to fight against global anti-Semitism. We have to work as hard as we can. The one war in which we have total control is the war over our consciousness and attention. On that, we must stand strong. That's where Jewish tradition is so essential. When we celebrate a wedding, there's this magical moment. Right after a couple has stood there under the chuppah, declaring their love for one another, their commitments to live together in joy, to build a Jewish home. After they've exchanged rings, there's a moment where we place a glass upon the ground and shatter that glass. It's a reminder of the temple that was destroyed long ago, but it's also a reminder to all of us that even in our moments of most profound joy, we cannot forget that there is pain and brokenness in the world. We have to tune our hearts into that pain now I think we need 
the opposite ritual. With so much pain and brokenness and darkness in the world, we have to remember that there is goodness and brightness and joy. We have to consciously build holiness and connection. We have to make things whole. We must choose life and to live our lives abundantly and with as much joy as we can muster. Loosen, loosen, baby. You don't have to carry the weight of the world in your muscles and bones. Let go, let go, let go. Loosen, loosen, baby. You don't have to carry the weight of the world in your muscles and bones. Let go, let go, let go. For this moment, we need song. We need to take the time to savor what we have. We're going through our day, we're rushing through life. If there's a spark of joy or blessing, we need to stop and take the time to really appreciate it. Zoom in on that joy. Expand on it. Be present for what the universe has provided. Oh, open up. It's time to open up our photo albums, our journals, to take time to relive the beautiful memories that we've already experienced. My Rebbe, Reb Zalman, Chakter Shalom, Alava Shalom, used to teach that you should keep a really good memory in your back pocket. So when you're in the line at a bank or stuck in traffic, you can pull it out and you're not stuck in the boringness of the world or the stress of the world. You can relive that joyful moment. That is even more important now. We must savor and we must relive, we must open up to the memories of goodness that we've already experienced. And no more doom scrolling. When you're going to read the news, there are two rules. One, set a timer. Be clear about how much time you're willing to give. And two, be clear about your intention. Why are you reading this news? Doom scrolling happens when we are so afraid and so stressed that we look for information to validate our inner stress and worry. Information can be power, but only we, if we choose to encounter it from an empowered perspective. Savor, open up, no more doom scrolling. Finally, go. Go activate joy. My Rebbe used to say, the only way to get it together is together, and there is truth to that. There is power in doing things together as a collective. If exercise is your thing, go to an exercise class. If pottery is your thing, go to a pottery class. Go to a library. Do things together in public. The best thing you can possibly do is what you are doing now. Singing together in the context of community has been scientifically proven to decrease stress and anxiety, to promote health and well-being. It actually stimulates the reward and pleasure centers of the brain 
and affirms identity within the context of community. That's why tonight we're hosting Roots at First Church in Cambridge at 4 o'clock. I hope you'll come and join us and sing your song. Feel the way that music can heal all of us. And I want to be clear. None of this is to say that this is not a serious moment. It is. It is deathly serious. Hamas cannot win the war in Gaza. We cannot allow anti-Semitism to win the world. We must fight those battles with every ounce of our strength. But we also must stand up and fight for our hearts, for equanimity, for balance, for presence. We cannot allow them to win that war either. Sing your song. Stay strong. Join us tonight at 4 o'clock. Shabbat shalom. <laughs>